Hey guys, and welcome to the Uncharged Prophet. If you don't know by now, my name is Esmeralda Lopez, and this is a podcast I started a couple of months ago as a passion project, as a passion passion project, because, um, you know, I, I have been going through a sort of journey and spiritual awakening and all of that good stuff. And as I am exploring and learning, I realized that I was attaining this level of happiness, ascension, if you will, that I felt was important to share with the world if I can. So that said, you know, I have an IG uh, called the On Church Prophet. Uh, it's where I post all my video updates and it's where um, I do most of my media interaction. So please follow me and share, 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 share the word because I believe that there are a lot of people who are extremely unhappy and unfulfilled and questioning life and God and uh, spirituality in general. And they can use this. I, I am trying to give tools. And, you know, if you if there's something that you want to learn about or know about, please DM me. Or if you um, are a friend of mine and have my cell phone, shoot me a text. And I would love to talk about it. Um, or even maybe have you on and do a collab and uh, debate, question, whatever. I'm totally open to it. I am not one of those people who gets easily offended. So if there's something that you feel like you want to hear or talk about or, um, you know, want me to address, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. So last week we were talking about Jesus and we were talking about Jesus and how the fact that he really wasn't a church man. He was a man of the people. He was a man who hung out in the streets, hung out with the people that were considered the outcast or the sinners or the heathens of uh, biblical times, right? So this week I wanted to talk about Jesus and his antics. That's, I think, what I'm going to entitle this is some of the, the crazy things that Jesus did. And the reason why we're exploring Jesus, uh, number one, obviously, I grew up in the church, so I, I, have, I am a little learned uh, when it comes to things of the Bible, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I am uh, someone who has studied vigorously or anything like that, but I know enough to get me by. And if the little bit that I know can help someone else or um, give you a guide, it would be great. I would love to be able to do that uh, for you. Uh, but also Jesus was a man, and this is whether you are uh, someone who believes in Christianity or in the new age concept of Christ-like consciousness. This is a man who who really understood the power that he had within him. And he exercised that in a very radical, radical way. So when Jesus leaves, and I, and I spoke about this last week, but I'll repeat it again for those of you who may have missed it. Uh, when Jesus leaves earth, right? He, he dies on the cross. He resurrects. He has his parting words. There are some things that he says. And even at the, the Last Supper, when he's with the disciples, um, he gives them these last words of encouragement where he says, greater things than this you will do in my name. And so that's a very powerful, powerful statement, right? Because Jesus did some radical things. But if you don't know what he did, you don't really know what you're capable of, right? If he's saying more than this, you can do, then what is it that Jesus did? So let's explore. I'm going to explore three different uh, 
miracles that God did or that Jesus did that was just so crazy, right? So outlandish <laughs> that you're like, all right, come on. Like it's something that if we heard it today, if we saw it today, we'd be like, yeah, right. That didn't happen. But you know what? Um, there are miracles happening all around the world. And the biggest component of being able to perform these miracles is the faith and belief, not only of the person performing the miracle, but of those who are, are the uh, receivers of, of those miracles. So the first one, and it's one of my favorites, right, is when Jesus goes to Lazarus. And this is in the book of John chapter 11. Um, the whole chapter you can read if you want to if you want to dive into the bible but jesus goes over and there's a man who has been dead for four days so dead for four days right the guy's not coming back the guy's not coming back at least not from the human perspective not from our scientific brains he's not coming back and so he's dead for four days and jesus goes to him and basically just says hey lazarus come forth and this man rises from the dead. So um, would anybody actually believe that today? Uh, no. I mean, there's probably many skeptics who say, yeah, that didn't even happen back in biblical times. But if you want to have that faith, then if Jesus is actually saying to us that we can do more than that. So who knows? I mean, maybe we'll resurrect someone who's been dead for 10 days. Now, here's another one that I just absolutely love. This is probably my favorite uh, my favorite miracle that God performed just because it was a little crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, not a little crazy. It was a lot of crazy and it was a lot of radical and a lot of faith. So Jesus spits and makes clay out of dirt, right? And he takes this dirt off from off the ground and he goes up to a blind man and he puts the, the clay or the mud or whatever you want to call it. He puts it in the blind man's eyes and tells him to wash it away in a pool. And the man goes and does it. Now, this man was a man who was blind from inception, blind from birth. But he has this faith because he's like, man, I want to see. And who, if you imagine, just close your eyes for a second and imagine what it is to be someone who has never had the opportunity to see rain, to see the ocean, to see the sky, to see the sun, to see the moon, to see their hands, their body. That must be so devastating. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what it would feel like to live a life where you don't get to enjoy those pleasures. So take a moment, if, if you have eyes and you can see, take a moment to have some gratitude for the fact that you can't, right? Because there are so many people who can't right now um, and who wish that they could be afforded that and who go beyond that, right? I mean, look at, look at someone like Stevie Wonder. This man is a legend, an absolute legend. Um, and has not been able to see. And uh, so that should be a lesson to everyone to that you can conquer no matter what you're going through in life, right? There's always someone who has a more devastating story who has been through so much more, and who has been able to come out of it. So anyway, I don't want to go off on a tangent about that. But I wanted uh, so this man he goes and he he 
he believes God. He believes Jesus when Jesus does this to him. And he then goes and, and sees. So this is an amazing, amazing story of faith. And again, going back to what God's, what Jesus says at, at the point of his resurrection or as he's getting close to the crucifixion, I don't remember the timeline. He says, greater things than this you will do in my name. So I want to challenge, I want to challenge everyone who listens to this podcast. I want to challenge uh, those of you who are struggling with belief and faith. Obviously, it may seem a little hard or a little exaggerated to go and, uh, you know, walk up to a grave and ask, uh, ask someone to, to rise from the dead. That may be a little much. But how about starting a lot smaller than that? You know, God, restore my happiness today. I'm going to believe you for happiness and peace today. And see if if you start your day like that. And I want to I just want to say like I, every day for me is not is not roses, right? I I I have gone through a lot. I have lost a lot um over the course of the last 5 to 7 years my life has just been uh an absolute shitstorm, if I'm being honest. I mean, I've had some very high highs and some very low lows. And um, so I'm not sitting here and telling you that this, this walk of faith is something that I perform perfectly because I don't. But what I can tell you is that in the moments where I finally stop resisting and start accepting and embracing the spirit man, right? The, the, the person that I am within the person that I am. There's such a different atmosphere that is created for me. I'll give you an example. So after, after my dad's death, I started drinking a lot. Like I was drinking wine. I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't say that I was sitting, sitting home, um, popping bottles every night. Cause that's, that, that probably be an exaggeration, but every night I was coming home and I was having like two or three glasses of wine and, um, it was making me really draggy in the morning. I would get up and it was like, pulling teeth to get me out of bed. And, um, but I was, I was going through my depression after my dad's death. And I just, I, I just wanted to dull and numb, uh, that pain as much as I could. So after a couple of months of doing this, now I have a habit, right? Now it's a habit to come home and drink. And so I was like, I'm going to stop buying it. And I'm not even going to have it in my house because I don't want the temptation. And when I stopped drinking, I had to fill that void. And I knew that I had to fill that void because otherwise I was going to be longing for it. So I decided, okay, when I come home, instead of drinking, I'm going to stretch, start stretching my body, start getting oxygen. You know, when you stretch, when you lift your hands and you can just try this as an exercise, lift your hands above your head. Um, and just pull from side to side and breathe in and breathe out. And you'll notice that when you do that, there's like, you get this extra infusion of oxygen because your posture is right, because, you know, you're, you're allowing everything to circulate properly. It's, it's, it's really nice. So I would fill that drinking time with that and with some exercise and, um, maybe singing a little bit and doing some of the things that I love. And what I started to notice was that, oh my God, I feel better in the morning when I wake up 
instead of listening to something, you know, some, some depressing love song or whatever, I started listening to affirmations. I am great. I am beautiful. I am wonderful. And, and I started exercising faith, right? So not only am I exercising my faith, I'm, I'm taking action and saying, I'm going to actively pursue happiness. Now, some could say, well, you don't need to believe in God in order to pursue happiness. Everything that you said, all the exercises that you say um, can be done whether you believe or not. Yes, you're absolutely right. They can all be done whether you believe or not. But there is something special about that extra little touch of saying, God, you take control. You take control. So now, not only am I exercising things that induce happiness, but I'm also allowing God to infiltrate those things. Um, uh, you know, the, the Bible talks about how God is a gentleman. He knocks, he says, knock and the door shall be open, right? He, he wants you to, to, to knock and allow him to come in. So when you do that, when you say, Holy Spirit, come, come be a part of this process with me. There's like a little, I, you know, if, if you've ever smoked weed, <laughs> If you've ever smoked weed, when you get high, you go into this euphoric state, you know, for, for a couple of hours, you are, you are somewhere else and you are so happy and so uninhibited. Well, imagine if you could get that same kind of uninhibited happiness, uninhibited high, simply by asking the Holy Spirit to be a part of. It's almost, I want to say it's almost addictive, you know, now once you have a relationship with God, you're going to notice that a relationship with God is no different than a relationship with a friend, right? There's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be times where you get angry at God. There's going to be times where you cry with God. There's going to be times where you laugh at God. I mean, sometimes I just sit down and I laugh. I laugh by myself because <laughs> I'll give you an example. So again, I stopped drinking. I'm like really trying to be clean and do a full cleanse. And so I'm like, God, I need your help because <laughs> I don't feel like eating right. I don't feel like exercising. I don't really feel like doing shit. So if you want me to start pursuing a life of healthiness and you need to encourage me, motivate me, Lord. Okay. So I order food from Instacart every week, uh, you know, every, every Saturday morning or every Friday afternoon, I'll order a couple of things for the week. I try to plan my week accordingly. And, um, uh, typical, my, my, my order is very typical. I get a couple of, of meats for the week. I get, uh, you know, maybe some, some bottles of water or Powerade or whatever. And, um, cheese, I don't know, snacks, whatever. So, the last two orders. Now, mind you, I have been ordering from Instacart pretty much since the beginning of the pandemic through now. So probably I've ordered, I don't know, 60, 70 times. Never had issues. Uh, but in the last two orders, since, which ironically enough is when I started praying to God about, you know, my journey. Um, so the last two uh, orders, <laughs> I randomly get bags of lettuce and, um, kale and, <laughs> and, uh, all these different ingredients, scallions and avocados that I never ordered. I never ordered, but they mysteriously have appeared in my bag the last two times. And, 
yet as I was putting away the bags, it was actually yesterday, I'm putting away the bags and it suddenly hits me like God is telling me what to eat. God is telling me what to eat. And I looked up to the, the sky and I'm just like, God, you're you're freaking hilarious. You're hilarious because I know, I know that this is you right now. So anyway, you know, there's an interesting dynamic in your relationship with God as you increase your faith um, and as you truly believe. You'll see that, number one, God is willing to, to be a part of your life. And he is, and that is no matter what kind of life you're living, God is willing to be a part of your life. He is someone who is funny. He has a lot of personality. I mean, imagine, right? If we're all created in the image of the creator and we're all just a slight piece of God, think about how crazy you are because everybody's a little bit crazy, right? So think about how crazy you are and just imagine that God is just a sliver of, of you. You are just, or you are just a sliver of him because he is so profound and so much bigger than any one of us. So with all your craziness and think about all the friends, you know, with all their craziness, that, that still does not even encapture a portion, a, 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 a small portion of who God is. So as funny as you are, think about your funniest friend, like Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart is one of the, is a hugely funny guy. Uh, Cat Williams. I love me some Cat Williams. Uh, some, some Dane Cook back in the day, Dane Cook used to really, really, uh, really put out some crazy great uh, stand-up comedy. These guys, these guys, as funny as they are, they're just getting a small portion of who God is. So God is a funny guy. God is a, a, a loving guy. God is not, you know, they, they talk about fire and brimstone and, and God being this jealous God. And and maybe, yes, not maybe, there are portions of the Bible that would, would describe God as being just that, as being jealous of us and, and his creation. Uh, but God is so much more than that. He's so much more dynamic than that and has a desire to really have a relationship with his creation, right? Think about parents. Parents have a desire most of the time to have a relationship with their offspring. There's, there's this divine connection, that blood connection. So God, as the creator, wants to have a relationship with his creation. And you are that. So if you want to achieve happiness, if you want to be able to see miracles happen in your life and around you, I would, I would offer this to you to begin to speak with intention into your life and begin to take action. And as you take action, ask God to come into the picture and see if he will not change, if he will not open the floodgates of heaven to allow you to see miracles like you've never seen before. Take that with you guys this week. I love you so much. Please share on this message of love next week. I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week, but um, I, I, I will stay along the pathway of Jesus. I wanted to do three or four different segments. So as God leaves me, leads me and as I pray, something will come to my head and I'll put it out next Sunday. Thank you so much, guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. I know I said that already, but I really do love you. 
I hope that you will take this journey with me to happiness, to exploring spirituality. You know, again, I am not some, some super special, super divine person. I am just a normal girl who knows that I have been called and I'm trying to operate in my calling because operating in my calling helps to fulfill and make me happy. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys.